0: It's the left versus the right. It's a 77 WABC debate. The rumble in the concrete jungle. 77 WABC. Bomb 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 I Ran. Bom 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 I Ran. Oh
2: Remember this song? Uh, it was sung by John McCain, Joe Lieberman, and Lindsey Graham. Yep. Bomberan, Bomberan, Bomberan. And uh, I must say that normally I was in with you one-on-one, left versus right. I was then relegated to the bench as a defensive replacement for John Kaczmatidis, who was away in Florida this weekend tending to business. And then he tell they dropped a big one on me, uh, both John and Chad. And they say, oh, we want the Stone Zone, Roger Stone in there. I said, well, what am I, just a p- pinch hitter? Ooh, what am I, just a pinch hitter? What am I, like Lenny Harris? Well, the you
1: forget that today on the day of, of Carl Weathers passing, you forget. And then Rocky, Rocky was not supposed to be in that fight. They had to go at the last minute and find a good. You've been that way. You've been training all these other guys. But I think there's this – I think they want to – I think this is less about you. They want to keep me off balance. They want to have a different person come in here and pummel me for an hour, and I'm not taking it. I'm not taking this laying down. Well,
2: I don't pummel you the way uh, that this John true. does. This is true. And uh, I have no idea how, what the Stone Zone, Roger Stone would do, but he is a political hitman. That's what he's proud of. Uh, But I will say, uh, I listened to you intently on the migrant, immigration, uh, as I call them, illegal aliens, you call them, uh, asylum seeker issue. Uh, We'll certainly deal with that. Uh, But let's touch on what did transpire yesterday, which was a major bombing run through Syria and Iraq of the surrogate surrogate fighting groups uh, of Iran, that was hinted to by Joe Biden. Obviously, Austin, the Secretary of Defense said, we're going to do it, and he did it. And I must tell you, I listened to commentary from WABC, all-armchair generals. It didn't have any impact. How do you know it didn't have any impact? Can we wait like 48 hours, 72 hours, and see what, if any damage was
1: done? It's like, how the hell do you know there's no damage done? You see, the one thing I cannot figure out is pick a lane, all these Donald Trump people. Donald Trump brags that he didn't get involved in any international wars. Nothing got expanded. He released a whole bunch of terrorists to the Taliban and everything else to try to keep us out of international engagements. And these very same people who celebrate that in Donald Trump are like literally bomb a country. Iran which is like four times bigger than Iraq, and we saw how Iraq went. Look, I get it. Iran is a bad player, but they what they do is they spread around their money, and then these organizations like the Houthis, like Hezbollah, Hezbollah is a little more in their control, like Hamas, like all these these all, the, all these international organizations, then go out and do their thing. If we think that we want to engage in a war with Iran right now, I don't know who thinks that's a good idea, but let's wait and see. They were the Houthis that, that attacked us. I think that that, that that we had to escalate it because they did, certainly did. We had service members who were lost. Someone had to feel some pain, but let's lay, wait wait at least to see – whether it succeeded or not. Now
2: you know I've had a love-hate relationship with Donald Trump over 30 years, but uh, I liked his foreign policy, especially the way he dealt with the Middle East and Persian Gulf. I wasn't a big fan at first, but I liked the outcome. So, for instance, remember he's at Mar-a-Lago. He's sitting with President uh, Xi, Xi, who's on first, what's on second, I don't know who's on third. Uh, The chocolate cake comes out, his favorite. Excuse me, Mr. Premier. i got to go bomb Syria. I'll be right back. Proportional. Boom. He took out an air base, took out some fighter jets, came back, finished his dessert
1: and took out Soleimani. Right. Exactly. That was a big prize. That the was, right. But remember, and what you know, people forget this part of it. But then we got struck back and we lost some service members and this thing could keep escalating. Look, the idea is there are people who want to broaden this conflict between Hamas and Israel to make it a whole regional thing. Our policy should be to try to help Israel limit that from happening. And if we start bombing Iran right now, I mean, it's going to definitely expand, and that's not going to be good for Israel. And I don't think it's good for the United States. But the thing is, it makes me bananas is can you name a single time that Lindsey Graham has not, his answer has not been, let's bomb someone, let's send in some no, troops, no. In let's fact, start a the war. other
2: day, they, they had to give him Thorazine. He wanted to bomb Silicon Valley. He was, like, right <laughs> on the verge of saying, bomb Palo Alto. No, Ms. that's part of the United States. Remember, he wanted to bomb Mexico. Yeah. Mexico, you think we have a refugee crisis at the border now, right? If you believe they're refugees. Can you imagine we start bombing Mexico? Every Mexican who can pick up and go is right. going to run
1: to the border and say, you're bombing us. We need sanctuary. Right. The, and it's the same people says, how come we don't have a deal with Mexico to remain in Mexico? And they're also saying on the other side of their mouth, let's go bomb the sovereign state let me, of let Mexico. Me get a,
2: oh. Hey, we better get somebody in here to fix this damn microphone. Hey, Kevin Joach, uh, what the hell are you doing back there? So anyway. Uh did you ever see the movie Doctor Strange Gloves? Yes, of course. Remember that scene with George C. Scott? Is that the SAC Air Force Command he's telling the president, Now is the time, Mr President. We can waste the Soviet Union. They're not paying attention. Let us preemptively strike. And obviously the president <laughs> said, You're out of your mind. You know, who did that constant guest on the 5 o'clock roundtable discussion, the biggest warmonger in America, probably with the biggest portfolio, with the Fortune 500 defense uh, stocks, John, you know, uh, Bolton. Remember, Bolton was a national director of security. He goes into Donald Trump. They took down a drone in the Straits of Hormuz. The airplanes are in the sky, Mr. President. We're ready to take out Iran. He looked at him and he said, and you consider that to be proportional? First of all, there was no man that, there was no man right. that droned. Get the hell out of here. He, he basically fired him right at that know, point. but here's the, there were all these warmongers mongers.
1: Right, but the, here now, though, there are now all these different drone attacks that didn't, and then finally someone, someone has, I mean, now we've lost three service members. So I do think that you've got to have something being proportional, being, it's got to be a little more, and I do think that we have to send a message to Iran in some way. But it does kind of seem like all these different hits clearly did that. I mean, I mean, let, let's see. Let, let's Can see. Can we ban John Bolton, please? Well. No, John Bolton is a warmonger. And who's the guy that's on all the time about China, about, about China wants war with us? Oh, Chang <laughs> Wang, Chiang. That's well, another whatever. Word. War, war. If I, I, it, the, the thing is, I do admire the idea that Donald Trump said... Say it again. That Trump did the right thing. That Donald Trump did have this posture of not trying. Now, sometimes he was naive, like when you uh, released all those Taliban fighters on just on the word that they weren't going to attack us. Those same exact people are the ones that, that uh, attacked our planes as we were leaving. But, but he did the right thing. But he had the right posture. And I give him... Credit for understanding that after what we had in Afghanistan, after what we had in Iraq, so these same people, do you know how much bigger Iran is than Iraq? If you think it's going to be, oh, let's just go bomb Iran.
2: This is the real enemy, and nobody's talking about it, and the one that Israel is most concerned with, and why we put our fleet in the Red Sea, the Hezbollah. They have 150,000 missiles aimed at Israel. They can wipe out Haifa, which has the chemical, uh, capacity. They have all their chemical making capacity. They have their oil refinery. They can wipe out Haifa. It's only 80 miles away. People have never been to Israel. They talk. They don't, they have no idea. Remember, Ehud Barat, this goddamn microphone, huh? You think we'd uh, prepare this like the weekends is like low budget broadcasting, <laughs> right? My, no, my, my. Anyway, so. Uh, Ehud Barat gives back the 10 mile barrier in southern Lebanon, right? Uh, that was like the barrier, yeah, just like uh, Ariel Sharon gave back Gaza, remember? Uh, that eventually went from the PLO to Hamas,
1: one election, and they haven't right. had an election since, and also they agreed to have. They agreed to have U.N. forces in the Golan Heights to kind of be a buffer area there, too.
2: And remember, Israel invaded Lebanon afterwards and got bogged down. They said, oh, my God, these
1: guys, they got, it's like the guns in Averro, man. They're buried deep in the And the United the ground. States got chased out of Lebanon after the worst attack on our troops any time outside of war. Right. So that fleet
2: is in the Red Sea to keep Hezbollah at bay. You know, I call him Chuck E. Cheese, Nazarela. You know, he's like the Palpatine. We're going to destroy Israel. See, they got to understand. Israel has already got its hands full. They start a war with uh, Hezbollah. I believe they can take them out or neutralize them. But our fleet is there to retaliate on Hezbollah if they invade Israel. People wake up. One hundred and fifty thousand rockets. These aren't, you know, the uh, make them rocket of
1: Hamas. Also, Nasrallah has not declared that he's at war, but they fired over one hundred yes. and sixty rockets. Yeah. you know, they every so they're they're making sure that it's understood. And this and just so everyone understands, just as much as as you don't have a lot of notice at least when something's coming from Gaza, it's a little bit of a distance for you to be able to get to Jerusalem or Tel Aviv or or or, or, or something like that. When it's coming from the north, it's a much, difficult, much more difficult thing and to And not only to. that, people wake up. Hezbollah has more
2: rockets than most nations. More rockets than most nations. Right. So wake up. This is about keeping Hezbollah at bay. That's why our fleet is out there. That's why the U.S. aircraft Eisenhower is out here because if Hezbollah begins to launch an invasion from the north, you better believe the United States is going to provide tactical air support for Israel because this is a strong force to be dealt with. So let's all wake up. There's a lot of hot spots, and, you know— my guy started this Bush 43 with the invasion of Iraq. Saddam Hussein was the enemy of Iran, was the enemy of a lot of these forces, the enemy of well, the Shias. I mean,
1: listen, let's remember something. In the mind of the Iranian people, this started when when we propped up the Shah of Iran and, 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 and for years basically didn't care anything at all about human rights in that country. We had an agent state there. But the thing to keep in mind, apropos of what you're saying, is unlike Hamas. People don't don't understand this. I had this disagreement with John. Unlike Hamas, which operates all over the place, their 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 offices are in Qatar. They they have offices in in Turkey. Hezbollah really is an Iranian agent, as close as you're going to get of doing. Nasrallah will do what what Iran says and will not do. And also, it's also true that Syria supports them. You know, the weapons go to Syria and go along the Damascus Highway and wind up in Lebanon. And Hezbollah
2: is a professional army.
1: They are much – you're exactly right. This is
2: not Hamas. This is a professional army. So when
1: people say that Iran is behind all of this, it's a very convenient – I know people like a straight-line bad guy – it's a very convenient explanation. If they really were, there's no real reason why Nasrallah would be doing this kind of half-in, half-out so kind of thing. So
2: us, let us see if we can come together, because I know typically uh, you're like two scorpions in a brandy glass with John, who's away in Florida. Anthony! And they want you to get in with the stone zone, uh, Roger Stone. Uh, he was not available this past weekend, so I'm on the bench. Uh, you know, I'm the pinch hitter. What B.B. must do, because he's gone. Everybody acknowledges. You even talk to his supporters. and his, he, he let the country down. Mossad, all the famous uh, security organizations uh, that they've had, Shimbet, totally unprepared for the invasion of Hamas. It was their 9-11. Where they are very prepared, though, is Iran. They have Israelis who speak Pharisee every so often They impair the nuclear weapons development of Iran. They've killed their major scientists. They're they're outstanding there, but Iran is marching on. They just want two bombs. If Iran gets two bombs, the Ayatollahs have said one is for Israel. We drop it on Israel. Now, they know Israel's got at least 80 in the Negev Desert. Here we go again. Wow. Professional broadcasting here at WABC. Uh... He's got to take out their nuclear weapons ability. Menachem Begin did it for Saddam Hussein. He was vilified even by Ronald Reagan. And remember, Bashir Assad in Syria was developing nuclear weapon capability with the help of the North Koreans. The Israeli came in, took him out. He's got to do that before he leaves office. And he's got
1: it's the one thing yeah, he can do
2: for Israel.
1: Now, remember, this is the Bibi who came to the United States. Divided left versus right against each other, gave a speech in the Capitol, eviscerated Barack Obama because of what? The nuclear arms deal to try to keep nuclear weapons out of the hands of the Iranians. Let's remember something in 1982 when, when a bomber wing took out the, 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 the nuclear reactor in Iran and we, the United States, supported Israel in doing that. Then in the in the 2000s, it was all it was all by using computer viruses and spies to be able to get into their the system. worm. The worm. Every time we do that, we knock back. Not we, but it's usually Israel knocks back the development of the Iranian weapon. And then they start up again. Now they're underground. Fighter wing can't get it. Now they've apparently done some things to make it harder to undermine it using using Internet viruses and the like. It gets harder and harder. Believe me, if, if there was an easy way for Israel to have knocked out Iranian nuclear capabilities, they would have done it. It's harder to do. Let me, tell you, let me, to me do. tell you how
2: crazy the Iranians are. They
1: bombed Pakistan, right?
2: You know how many nuclear weapons Pakistan has—more than Israel has—and we got some crazies in Pakistan who are like pro-Taliban. Remember, who who are they hiding out there? Osama bin Laden with By the
1: way, all the generals. As part of these deals. To try to get the Saudis into the tent to to normalize relationship with Israel, what were the Saudis asking they for? They want a bomb. They want a bomb. Everybody
2: Every- wants and you know why? Because of Muammar Gaddafi. Think of it. Muammar Gaddafi, friend foe, friendful over the years. One thing he was constantly hated the Jews, but he was a friend of foe, friendful. So Bush forty three says, Hey, why don't you give up your nuclear weapons? Got it. We got you. We got your back. Don't worry, no more. You know, in his drug induced psychosis. He gave up his nuclear weapons. And then the change of administration, more Hillary than it was Barack Obama, blast him, into, put wow. him on the Paradise Express, zoom him up to Allah's side. And remember that famous picture. I don't know why the guy was wearing a New York Yankee cap, put a 22 up his tuchus and took him out. One of the Libyans who were. Yeah. Uh, who were
1: basically uh, in uh, Civil War mode against him. Well, you know what? How about the more complicated one? You know, we all, when, at the break of, of, the, of the Soviet Union, there was all this talk about loose nukes, loose nukes, loose nukes. You know who had some of those loose nukes? Ukraine. Ukraine. Now... They didn't have the command and control over it. It was a complicated thing. And if you read and listen to what Bill Clinton said, he was in office at the time, getting them to give up their nuclear weapons. Oh, I agreed with Clinton. Well, it probably – it's very easy to go back and and rewrite the script. Well, What if Russia, in the back of their mind, wasn't 100 percent sure if Ukraine's weapons were working or not? would they do this kind of invasion? I'm telling
2: you, uh, he did the right thing. You can't trust those oligarchs. <laughs> they would have sold all that those nuclear weapons to terrorists all over the world. Right.
1: That was our fear at the time. Loose nukes, loose nukes. That was a whole thing. Exactly. A whole thing. But would the story of the invasion of Ukraine be different if they had two or three nuclear weapons? They
2: had the fourth num- most number of nuclear weapons. You had first, obviously, Soviet Union, a.k.a.
1: Russia, United States, then Red China,
2: then the Ukraine.
1: Right. And and, and and that was merely a function of where Russia or the Soviet Union at the time kept their. That's why you know a lot of people don't realize this, but keeping the weapons is fine, but the command and control was somewhere else. Yes. So they'd have to build all that up and everything else. But yeah, this this. But if you believe that it is an easy answer, when 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 Lindsey Graham says bomb Iran, it is a way of saying. Get us involved in another Iraq time spree.
2: I'm telling you, Lindsey Graham wanted to bomb Silicon Valley. Uh, I thought he was going to order, you know. Remember, he was formerly with the Air Force. Hey, I'll, I'll get in a
1: plane. I'll bomb Silicon. No, that's in the United States, Lindsey. All right. Well, let's 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 go go a few more rounds. Let, let's go to a break. Let's fix Curtis's microphone and treat us like a major league organization. And then we'll do more of these issues, uh, including what's going on here with migrants beating up cops and getting away scot free.
0: It's the left versus the right. It's a 77 WABC debate. The rumble in the concrete jungle. 77 WABC. Why wait to say, at least I did in my way. And I wait to face, but in my heart I understand. I made my move, and it was all about you. Now I feel so far removed. You are the one thing in my way. You are the one thing in my way. You are the one thing in my way. You
2: are the one thing in my way. Oh, is this you your musical selection? No, I think this is
0: all Ava. I like it.
2: I hate it. I really do.
1: Oh, you you being down on something that's so unlike you, so unlike your
2: personality. Well, <laughs> let's push on. Uh Let's go down to the Texas border Where Governor Abbott has defied the federal government, the United States Supreme Court, our legislative body, and, of course, the executive with Joe Biden. Uh, The U.S. Supreme Court said you must allow the ICE to cut the razor wire at Eagle Pass. And he basically said, no, I'm going to double down. He moved the Texas National Guard in. He moved ICE out. And as you saw, they doubled up on the razor wire. Eagle Pass uh, is one of those portals that you can come through. And claim uh, that you're an asylum seeker. So it is now uh, Republican governors are sending National Guard down to aid and abet him in that process. Our own Republican correctional, congressional delegation in New York has said, Hokul, Governor Hochul, we don't want you to send them to uh, Texas. We want you to send them to our border with Canada because there are migrants coming into there, especially from uh, Quebec right into Plattsburgh and then down in New York City. So we have a Mexican standoff here, and I would say that we have set the example for Abbott. We don't work with ICE. We determine, hey, we're, not gonna, we're a Sanctuary City, Sanctuary State. We're not going to work with a federal law enforcement agency. We'll determine how we work with them. And I think Abbott has basically taken a page from us and said, hey, I'll determine how we work with ICE. But we got to protect Texas, whereas here... Uh, it has become an issue, ICE, as you know, and not just the Swazi-Mazi race, maybe the number one issue. But right now, Hochul herself is saying, deport these 12 thugs who beat up the cup. Well, how do you deport them? You can't deport them. You've got to do it through ICE. So ICE is right in the middle of this. Both, all these issues, both with Texas and Mexico and here with New York City, obviously with the guys who are still on the land, maybe on their way to the Hotel California.
1: If so, if someone, but just to make sure everyone understands the law, if someone gets arrested here who's undocumented, they, they get turned over to ICE. The only thing about, about – No, that, they don't. Sanctuary City only does not – it does not protect someone who's committed a crime. It only protects people who are dealing with the police in all kinds of ways or dealing with the fire department or dealing with all kinds of things. And that they, and if the police find out that person is not to be, they don't turn them in. But if you're a criminal, of course you get. No, to turn they don't.
2: They do not. Of
1: course you do. They do, do not. I, I deal with the police all the time. They do not. Turn. We have facilities all over the place filled with people who were arrested in New York who are waiting to be deported because they've done serving time. There's something called the detainer. If you are in a prison in New York and and you're here undocumented, you are. There's a detainer system yeah, in the. But all Anthony, 50 states. they kick them
2: out of the courts. Uh, they tell the NYPD they do not. On, uh, the
1: detainer. No, no, no. The NYPD doesn't do the arrests, but the the but ICE shows up at the at the prison all the time with a van and takes them to an ICE detention center. But let's let's just back up a little bit. I disagree with but, you all completely, right, but completely. On but that. let's just back up a little bit. Right now, the governor of Texas has razor wire keeping on one side the illegal aliens, and on the other side is ICE officers. Texas is in the middle keeping. Our federal officers from arresting I those I people. Agree.
2: Outstanding. Makes Outstanding. no sense to me. Hey, and by the way, Chuck Norris is leading the contingent of the Texas <laughs> see, Rangers. The, the trucks? No, no, Chuck Norris. Oh, yeah, yeah. Remember Chuck Norris in Texas Rangers? So do. you got the Texas Rangers How there. How old is
1: Chuck Norris? Chuck Norris can't be d- protecting oh, anyone do
2: from anything remember, anymore. Do you remember oh, uh, him and Bruce Lee? Okay, that final scene where they're, where they're fighting in the uh, Roman Coliseum. Oh, my God, the best. Chuck Norris is the best. But remember, he starred as the Texas Ranger for the year. So you have the Texas National Guard, you have the Texas Rangers, and you have all these other National Guardsmen that are being sent by Republican governors except for the state of Massachusetts, which has a Republican governor and has refused to send them down to Texas. So you got to stand off with the federal
1: government. Yeah, but you, you know who these – if I'm Joe Biden, this is an easy problem to solve. They're, all these people are just being loaned to Texas. They're under ultimately the control of the president of the United States. He should nationalize them all. So he would have to federalize them. Yeah, which, uh, which is what he would do if there was a flood in in Louisiana. He would nationalize the Louisiana National Guard or whatever it is. Look, this is not – this is about posture. This is about posturing. If you really believe that these people should be taken into custody th- – by the way, are you on the side of the lawbreakers or are you on the side of the law? Because the law right now is they have to get out of the way. Texas is now breaking the law. The Supreme Court of the United States said what we all know, which is the immigration laws are not done by the states. They're done by the federal government and enforced thereby. So whose side are you on, the lawbreakers or the, or the, or the people who are enforcing the I'm law? I'm on the side of Baba Buoy.
2: Remember, they put buoys out in the Rio Grande. I've been along the Rio Grande, a few different locations. They put buoys out in summer camp in a lake to prevent you from going over into what, the deeper part of the lake. razor wire on them?
1: No, no. The buoys are the, just the, the buoys. The buoys in Texas have razor on. No, them. no.
2: The razor wire is on shore. The buoys you were just there because you can't get through the buoys. No, you go
1: Google these 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 buoys that they've got. They've got. They've got All right, I tell you what. In, in,
2: I'll swim from the Texas side to the buoys, and you'll swim from the Mexican side, your favorite side, to the buoys. We should, and we, we'll see if there's razor. We wires.
1: we send you down to the border. That would be the most to stop immigration. Oh my God! They look at you and say, I don't need the surus. I don't need the aggravation. I don't need the agita.
2: But I support Governor Abbott on this, and I support his effort to stand up and
1: say, hey, it's high noon. What are you going to do, Joe Biden? So let me ask you this then. So they're finally coming up with a deal that would do what you and I have both said we want to do, which is change the asylum laws. So you have to come through a certain process. You can't just come anyplace. You get immediately turned around if you fail a questionnaire. And also, You've got to come to a point of entry. You can't just come from any place. They're finally getting this deal done, and your party is saying no deal. Lousy
2: deal. Okay, 5,000 a day, right? They want a minimum of 5,000 a day That's who can right. be processed and come in. I say suspend the asylum process for a year because we're overwhelmed. Suspend it, and then redo it and make it so that we can control this because right now it's a flood into our country, the, the, the,
1: By the way, the 5,000, you're misunderstanding. The 5,000 is just how many people have to present themselves for us to then go into DEFCON 2 to give the president more authority to shut down the border. So it's not how many illegal people come in. It's just it's a measure. It's a it's a circuit breaker to make sure that too many people aren't being processed. And if there are, then it gives them enhanced ability to throw them oh out. Boy, it's and it's I, exactly I, what you're really talking about. I really trust Mayorkas
2: and Biden to get tough what about, on the what border. About,
1: what about Trump? Trump's going to have the same tool. No. You don't understand how laws work.
2: Trump. Trump kept them on the Mexican side, said if they're going to be processed for no, asylum, he, they get processed on the Mexican right. side, not by, the American that side. That was
1: struck down. Asylum, asylees he came in. He used the
2: COVID laws. He kept them on the Mexican side. I understand, side. but he didn't
1: He didn't have these problems. He, he tried to stop the, the asylees from coming in, and he failed in the courts. The courts said you got to let them in. But you have to admit, there are way more people coming in here now there than are. there ever were during the Trump there administration. There totally are. Also, more people being arrested, more people being deported, more I people don't being... I don't see that. You don't have to see it to know that it's the case. Ask ICE. You love ICE so much, but you don't agree catch with any. Catch and release. That's all it is. Every Those administrations they, they throw them back to Mexico, every, and they come right through. Every administration decides who they're going to hold and who they're not. We don't hold every and single person. you got to give Trump me, credit. Let he let has, in far less
2: people than Biden. 300,000 just last month. 300,000! So, so you need
1: 300,000 uh, prison cells, right? So, no, are, no, no. You no. want to pay for them? You just them back. You just suspend asylum. You know, we can't right. send we can't send a Venezuelan into Mexico. Wait, wait a, wait
2: a Yes, we can. Under what agreement? Oh, you send them into Mexico. Mexico loves Venezuela.
1: They love Maduro. Let them deal with it. Oh, so so you're doing exactly what you said earlier in the show is a bad idea, which is piss all over Mexico when we need their no, cooperation. No, 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 no. Mexico will not want the Venezuelans deportation... there. They
2: will deport them back to Caracas. Here's...
1: Deportation works this way. We deport people to their country of origin. We don't take someone who comes from Belarus and send them to Mexico. We don't take someone who came from Portugal and send them to Mexico. We send them back. But what if it's Venezuela? We don't have an agreement to deport them back there. Oh, so all of they gotta so, fly them. You gotta land a plane somewhere. Oh, really? Well, leave them in Mexico. Watch how
2: quickly Mexico do? makes an arrangement with Maduro in Venezuela to send them back to Venezuela. Hey,
1: the, Mexico doesn't like this situation either. By the way,
2: you would never they're know not, that they're not crazy the about the narco this situation terrorists either. who are based in Mexico are making billions of dollars off of. Off of what consumers
1: oh, for their drugs?
2: Not, not us. Oh, I'm, talking yeah? about, I'm talking about human trafficking. They make more money now from human trafficking and sex trafficking than from bringing oh, in oh, no. drugs and this fentanyl. Is a,
1: this is a fentanyl business. This is a cocaine no. business. This is a no, meth sorry. business. And where we, the United States of America, are their customers.
2: Remember, the coyotes, every person they bring over has a price on their head, 300000 in so one, one. stop w- multiplying that. All uh, right, well, let me ask you this. Should we impeach Mayorkas, then? Oh, I have no problem with that. This guy is useless. What crime has he committed? Oh, uh, well, let's see what happens in the hearing. Because what? we know that Chuck Schumer won't allow the impeachment to go through.
1: But I want to hear the hearing. I want to hear his answer. So we should impeach everyone looking for we, So you're going to start an impeachment without any high crime or misdemeanor? Without any high crime or misdemeanor? Right. But that's what the Constitution it's says. High crime you. Or misdemeanor. you impeached Trump three times. Three times! But what All right. That's what the, the Mayorkas hell was that? I right can, before the election. If you want me to go back and talk about insurrection, talk about uh, about, about threatening a foreign leader to, to to investigate your opponent, we can do that. But I want to talk about Mayorkas. What is the high crime or misdemeanor well, that he's let's, committed? let's see how it plays out. What, that's are, you, fine. what are you afraid that's, of? What I'm afraid of is they use impeachment for someone who who just don't like his policy. Well, you should have applied that to then
2: President Donald Trump because you went at him three times.
1: Three times. You weren't happy. You couldn't get
2: him the first I time. I do. Couldn't get him the second.
1: Call me crazy. <laughs> Call well, me the crazy, hell we... has ever been imp- attempted to three times? Hey, if you don't do the crime if you don't want to do the time. Look, I had no idea that you were a supporter of insurrections. No, no, no. We're not talking insurrection. The that's insurrection was, that is that was
2: at the of... border by Mayorkas saying we don't that... have a problem at the border. That's a different word. That's, oh, that's 300,000
1: ins- in one month. Come on. So Anthony, that's an invasion. That, that's, uh, that's a lot of people coming in, but it's not an invasion, <laughs> and I think we should improve our laws. Well, that's what how Democrats about, how about do. We,
2: we flip this script and we come to New York City where all of a sudden everyone's acting tough. We saw Tish James.
1: Yeah, deport him. Hochul deport him. But I haven't heard Eric Adams say deport him. Speaking of which, why isn't Bragg? Why didn't Bragg hold those guys that beat up those guys?
2: Well, he gave his answers yesterday. Stay tuned, and I'll let you know why. Because the legal beagle Nancy has analyzed why Bragg cut. The are, you gonna are you going to share? You're going to hold it for your overnight no, show? No, no, no. Hey, look, I, I laid it out here on the table. Now I got to deliver. I'm not the legal beagle. Nancy, who does the deep dive, is right here on left versus right. And they wanted the Stone zone in here today. Roger Stone versus Anthony. That means I would be a pinch hitter. I wouldn't even be a defensive substitute. <laughs> and the prime guy who wanted to be in the batting order was John Katsimatidis, who would have been here, but he's away doing business in Florida.
0: It's the left versus the right. It's a 77 WABC debate. The rumble in the concrete jungle. 77 WABC.
2: I'm already not liking this.
1: What this? I'm already this lets not up. liking this. It it? I know that,
2: but it's too long. I mean, I would have preferred uh, yeah. the immigrant song. See that? The immigrant song. Yeah. But anyway, I give you a pass, Ava, because I can't diss uh, Led Zeppelin, can This is I? true. But anyway, uh, Anthony, let's talk about what's happening here. There is a battle between the majority Democrats in the city as to what to do with the uh, Venezuelan guys who are in Times Square, right outside the New Amsterdam Theater. You've probably passed it a million times like so many others. a heavily trafficked area, 42nd Street off 7th Avenue, 830 at night. Cops are just herding them away, as you saw. They do that all the time because there's huge gatherings there. They stay in that McDonald's. It used to be the world's yeah, biggest right. McDonald's. By the way, it never made a penny, that McDonald's. Is that true? Yeah, it was only there for signage because all oh, well, the see. traffic through there. But yeah. they sold product. It, it just never made money. Then COVID came. They had to shut it down. They converted it into shelter. And it's basically single, able-bodied young men, mostly Venezuelan, but not limited to Venezuelan, but they're the majority. And they hang out all along the dudes. So they get into this uh, beef with the cops. We all saw it for ourselves. And we got four guys who supposedly are on the lam to California, Hotel California, because they know the Newsom he, he, man, he's a sanctuary state. Maybe he'll pay for their hotel stay.
1: By the way, I'm trying to get to the bottom of that, where do we get that? It was like one person thought that, and but do, do we really know that's well, where they are?
2: Yeah, because I'll tell you why. And Hey, look, they could be wrong, but uh, apparently these guys, and I'll tell you what they do, because I've seen this at 82nd Injunction under the number seven train, the John Rocker Express, right there in Corona Elmhurst. They sell false papers there, false uh, uh, social security cards, whatever you want. But it's a price. So the Venezuelans are right there. The seven trainers are right there. They go out there. They talk the language. They get false papers. They went to a religious nonprofit, Catholic Charities, a religious nonprofit, Catholic Charities,
1: and Catholic Charities bought them bus tickets. Well, but... It, it. They tell people at the shelters, we, the city of New York, will, will buy them bus tickets also.
2: Yeah, but they know the, the best suckers are the religious groups, you know. <laughs> oh, I got to get out of here, you know. And I want to go to California, oh, they'll probably. So the point is, if true, uh, they either jumped off the bus because they got cell phones. They're probably watching Univision and Telemundo National and realize, hey, look, we're all famous, but <laughs> they're going to want to arrest us. So maybe they jumped off in Denver. So those are those four. So if you concentrate on the first war, they were arrested, charged with second-degree assault. I know that, Anthony, because I've been charged with second-degree assault many, many times. <laughs> it enables them to give you a disappearance ticket, and they give you a court date, and they say show up there, or a warrant will be issued for your arrest. They were not charged with gang assault. See if they were charged with gang assault, which anybody could see that is a gang. You know, they beat
1: up on the Wait cops. Wait, assault in the second is is a felony, though, isn't it? No, no, no. It's it's really not. It's a perfect way to. But you do have to appear before court and be and yeah. and and be arraigned yeah. and everything like that. Yeah. And so then... at that point, Bragg could have asked them to be held. Correct. They could have been charged with something more. Correct. And the judge also could have said, based on the facts that I've seen. I'm going to not take your advice. I'm going to hold them or I'm going to give them yeah, a high. The so judge all...
2: contributed yeah. to this. By the way, uh, you have to prove you have roots in the community. Now, unless the legal aid attorney, because they were represented by legal aid, said, look, uh, their host is Eric Adams. He invited them here. <laughs> he puts them up in this McDonald's His hotel. Residence, the residence is
1: 123 Floyd <laughs> Bennett Field. <laughs> right. <laughs> but
2: they didn't do that. So that's bail. You know, uh, are they a flight risk? Well, of course they're a flight risk. Because they realize they are the worst, most infamous migrants imaginable. But there was now.
1: also nothing about the charge that was enhanced because it was a police officer. It was Correct. the crazy thing. Correct.
2: But it should have been gang assault, even if it was just citizens. You saw like 12 guys taking shots at these yeah. cops, and they stole the guy's cell phone. You know, the cell phone, which became an issue in that city council debate, I won't, you got to put into your cell phone every discussion you have with every contact you make. So they stole one of the cell phones. So the first four were cut loose. And yesterday, Alvin Bragg uh, had a press conference. And Nancy was listening intently because she's a lawyer here. He said, we didn't know who was who. We didn't have enough evidence. uh, So we released them on their own recognizance. And Nancy said, are you kidding? In Times Square, you got cameras everywhere. You could have gone left, right, every which way. You would have targeted the main adversaries and the contributors. You didn't have to
1: cut them loose. And this is what Alvin Bragg holds. does. But there's there's a piece here that makes zero sense. Did, did did Bragg know? You can see from the video these are police officers. Did the ADA not realize there was a cop involved? Oh, they knew. Because the the rule of thumb should be at a prosecutor's office, any time a policeman is Correct. involved, Correct. it goes from being a simple assault to being whatever we right. can throw and at him. this wasn't just a
2: push. This wasn't just resisting arrest. No, this was arrest. an
1: all-out kind of thing.
2: Remember, when Bragg first came into office and got elected, he issued that memorandum and said, we're not prosecuting resisting <laughs> arrests." Remember? This was not <laughs> resisting arrest. Right. Right. This was an attack on cops. They were like... Uh, They
1: were like turtles on the ground. They were like in the fetal position. They were, because these guys were stomping. But the other thing I'm not sure, the other thing makes no sense about this is if, let's assume you grab four, but there are two that you couldn't get a hold of. Correct. You got a lot of leverage over these guys. These guys are here undocumented, they're here without, you know, any. You can. You, I can't believe you can't squeeze one of them of to course, find out. You know wh- where where your friend Paco all is. All you right had
2: now. to do is say we're going to send you back unless you uh, let yeah. us know. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't even try that. They cut them loose. So now, who comes up flexing? Now all of a sudden, Kathy Hochul. I want them all arrested and deported. Well, you can't do that, Kathy. You got to first charge them. Bragg has to charge them. They have to be prosecuted. Did she
1: criticize Bragg though?
2: No. She said, I'm going to have a conversation with Bragg. Remember, she did this after Jose Alba. Remember the Jose, I'm going to have a conversation with Bragg. The point being is you can't just turn them over to ICE. They have to be charged locally. So Bragg has to maybe recharge them if they're brought back. And if they're ever brought back, they may disappear into the ether and then if they're given time, they do their time, and then when they're released, as you talked about it, the yeah. detainer is given, they've turned over the ICE, they go to Vesey Street or Elizabeth, and then they're deported back to their country of origin.
1: Well, I, I think there's a lot of there's a lot of responsibility to go around here. I don't understand how they're not charged in an enhanced way because it was an assault on a police officer. I don't know how a judge looked at any prosecutor who brings that case and, and does not ask for some kind of uh, high, either higher bail, which doesn't mean that they don't get turned away. They'd, they might be able to raise the bail. Or I don't understand how they don't waterboard one of these guys to find out where the missing guys exactly.
2: are. Exactly. And by the way, you know who weighed in on this also and says deport them, Tish James? The one who is not weighed in on this is Mayor Eric Adams
1: nor Eddie Cabot. Eddie Cabot, where is he? Yeah. He's Michigan. He's the police commissioner. They did. I saw they sent out the the chief of patrol who gave a very shell, shell. Right. He which was a weird decision, which is a weird decision. And, and he sent out the Blanquito, the white boy. I was going to say that's a weird call. I mean, the, the mayor, the mayor has a very strange footing when it comes to law enforcement. Sometimes he's in there with both boots. I'm in charge. I'm in charge. I'm in charge. And sometimes he kind of ducks out of the way. The easy one. This is an easy one. He this is an not, easy one. He did not want a
2: Jeff Madry dealing with this or the new guy. Uh, who is this guy? Daughtry. Uh, you know, he's not. I don't even know if he's yeah. a cop. But, yeah. but the point is, they send out Shell, the big white guy, well-spoken. He says they should have been on Rikers Island. We agree. But
1: where's Eddie Coban? He's the, way, the police commissioner. you know who hates this issue? Tom Suozzi doesn't like this oh, issue. Oh, No. This because, is bad. Because Swazi, let's talk about Swazi versus Mozzie. Ma, yes. Am I saying that right? Yeah, how about we do that on next, right? Yeah, I mean, because this issue is spilling over. What happens in New York City spills over into the New York Yeah, 30. but See, I don't
2: call it Swazi versus Mozzie. I call it Cuomo versus King. Uh, Andrew Cuomo versus Peter King. I, when we come back, how will explain? Because all Swazi and Mozzie are, are surrogates from the guys who are actually shot-calling from behind. I'll explain it. When we come back, left versus right, it's not your typical left versus right. No, it's not like two scorpions in a brandy glass. I'm sorry, John, you're not here today, and you've relegated me to the bench as a pinch hitter, and you actually suggested that Roger Stone would be better from the Stone Zone, but he couldn't be here today. I guess he was too busy at Mar-a-Lago. So I'm like, hey, Schlepp, are you available? Oh, okay. You on the bench. uh, Warm up a little bit. And we'll put you in with Anthony. Right here on your place to be, WABC. It's the left
0: versus the right. It's a 77 WABC debate. The rumble in the concrete jungle. 77 WABC. am the
2: king of rock. end none higher. Sucker MCs should call me sire. To form my kingdom, you must use fire. I won't stop rocking till I retire. Now, now you notice rockin the Jam rockin Master J trial is on. Many years ago, Anthony was announced in the morning. I was doing the morning show with Ron Cooby. And I said, the rappers will never give up who did it. Um, vanilla Ice, Ice Tea, Ice Cube, uh, um, they all came up. They put together a big reward. I said, nah, because the community believes snitches get stitches and end up in ditches. And it took all until now where the guys who did it, which were friends with Jam Master Jay, and it was a drug deal that went bad, walked into the studio while he's you know doing the demo with some of the other rappers. They kill him right in front of everybody. Took the tape, you know, the VHS tape from the security camera, and told everybody there, "You better shut your mouth. Or we're gonna put a bullet in the back of your head." To all these years in language, until now, do I get a do I get a apology from Ron Kuby, whose mom is a commie? Of course not.
1: You mean you had predicted at the time this would stay under wraps, and he said, "No, nah, someone is going to." Nah, nah, it'll come. A, he's it, he's too, too high big a profile, deal. too high yeah.
2: profile. But anyway, the point being is,
1: didn't the two-pack case also have a, a break in it recently?
2: Tupac, yes. Yeah, and there's a guy being charged with that. Uh, eventually, it all happens. Uh, but Biggie, no. Hip hop's gone.
1: Hip hop's gone soft. That's, that's all. That's that's. Well,
2: you can go to the museum <laughs> that's being subsidized by the hip hop mayor Eric Adams, it the rip off right. of our tax dollars. But let's get focused. Third congressional district, there's finally going to be a debate, Channel 12, February 8th, uh, 8 o'clock at night. Swazi has a clear advantage in a debate. He has debated everybody. He debated Spitzer. Uh, he debated financial County Executive. He's debated congressional races. Uh, he debated Hochul. Uh, Mazzi, no, uh, is not uh, prime for debate.
1: But what is your analysis as you see it right now? There's no undecided voters in a special election. It's sides pulling out their bases. And Democrats have more high propensity, higher educated voters who are animated by things like choice. That I think that Democrats have had a really great run of success in special elections. I think it continues to hold here. But I will say that one of the best indicators of how a race is going is you look at how each candidate is talking about the other person. If they're ignoring the other person... That means they think they're doing fine if they're spending a lot of time clapping back at what they're saying. And Swazi is spending a lot of time saying, I am not a Joe Biden immigration supporter. I am not soft on border and soft on crime. So that tells me he's at least worried. That's because uh, I believe
2: that's where Congressman Peter King is behind this because he knows Swazi better than anyone else. Remember, he was colleagues in the House. In fact, they did some things mutually together in a bipartisan way. So I believe he's like, you know, with the passing of Carl Weathers, he's like Rocky Balboa's, uh, you know, uh, ring guy. And I believe Cuomo is Swazi's ring guy because, remember, congestion pricing was Cuomo. Swazi signed on to that. Uh, Cuomo was the first to call ice thugs. And right after, Swazi, as Nassau County executive, kicked him out and then stupidly said in the debate with Hoko, hey, I was proud I kicked ice out when I was Nassau County executive. Nobody thought those issues would be like at the top of the list, but because Peter King keeps, I mean, pumping, 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 those are the two big issues.
1: Right. Peter King is trying to recapture lightning in a bottle like they did with Zeldin on Long Island, where look, look, I wrote down in our little notes here, is Long Island becoming red? This is going to be an interesting test of it.
2: I will tell you this. uh, You know, I've been on the outs with the Nassau County GOP because their chairman is Cairo, who gets referred to chairman more than Mao Zedong ever did, (laughs) as head of the uh, Red Chinese Communist Chairman Cairo. But they have a really good get-out-to-vote effort. So what's your prediction? I believe Manzi will win because uh, Nassau County GOP has the better get-out-to-vote effort. Very few people show up in a special election. So it's really independence. If you could get independents to show up on your side, you win because the hardcore, you know, the ones who vote in even, uh, yeah. uh,
1: you know, uh, every election. This is, this is for high propensity voters, as they call it in the business. Yeah, these are animated. That's why I don't think there'll be a lot of independents who are casting votes. And I think there are more Democrats. I got to tell you, if Mozzie wins, that is a very, I don't think she survives in 2024. And for a regular seat, because the, you'll have the Biden at the top of the ticket, will be more popular than And you than know Trump who's going that
2: to that be state? dancing on Swazi's grave if uh, he loses to Mazi? I think Hoko, right? Damn right. <laughs> she won't be upset. He had to go up, he had to grovel in the executive mansion on Lark Street in Albany. She said, You want my endorsement? You better drop whatever you're doing. Come up here now. And she made him dance like a Russian bear in the circus. He had to dance, apologize to her, his, her husband,
1: who he maligned. These, remember, he called him crooks. And he did. But because but, that's the job that Swazi wants. I don't think voters care. They don't mind that people are ambitious. But if you look at the way Swazi has lived his life, he wants to be governor so oh, bad.
2: and he could have. He could have. When he was uh, competing against Elliot Spitzer, who had so much money because of his daddy. The polls were like 70-30. He had no choice. So Spitzer sends emissaries over to him, says, look, be my lieutenant governor. I'm going to beat you. Well, after that, he uh, took my husband-in-law, David Patterson, who was woke up one morning. You know, lieutenant governors do nothing. You're the governor. What? <laughs> Spitzer has resigned. He does not want to be charged with the man Act, so you're the governor. And then the other untold story is why didn't Patterson run for the office that he inherited like Hochul did? Because he was afraid of being indicted. And you know who held the Damocles sword over his head as state attorney general? Cuomo. The hit man Cuomo. Right. So here's Patterson, who, you know, you would have thought he would have run, right? No, he decided not to run. Now, the other thing, and you brought this up. Uh, I have to give you credit. Eric Adams has not named in shame bragging this. Because you know what's happening in a few weeks in February, the trial of Eric Ulrich by Alvin Bragg and all the guys who were indicted for political contributions to Eric
1: Adams. So he is not going to name and shame Bragg. When I was in Congress and there was a race for governor, me deciding to endorse Joe Hines was the easiest decision I had. You endorsed Joe Hines. Hines? Yeah, it was very easy for me. I said, do not get crossways with a prosecutor who's going to lose their election, (laughs) right? So I'm like, I'm going to be even on this last Let me ask you a question, okay? You Democrats, Cuomo was out for
2: the count against Karl McCall. He had to go on a listening tour. He had to sort of uh, patch up his image, and he actually shut up and he listened, which is something he never did in his life. Why did you allow him to pick up the stick in the schoolyard and
1: con- get the nomination to attorney general? Didn't you all realize he would seek revenge? I guess. He's never been a popular guy internally with anyone. That's why when he had his problems, everyone turned on him so fast. But you, there's not a big master plan here. Sometimes the next guy up is the next guy up, and there's nothing you can do about it. I think Swazi is going to pull this out. If Mozzie does win, that is a bad sign for the big guy, and I blame mean by the big guy, Joe Biden. Yeah. And it uh, will be remember it's only it's the only race in the country. Correct.
2: So all eyes will be on Mozzie Swazi if she can just hold her own in the debate, which may be difficult. Swazi's good. He's slick, he's smooth, he's done this like a dozen times. She's probably gonna pull it out. But if she gets TKO'd or knocked out, then everybody's gonna say, mm, not ready for prime time, Mazi. We like you. You know, you're a great mother. You served in the IDF. uh, You're a Democrat who runs on the Republican line, but you got to you got to be able to withhold. You got to be able to be standing when the bell rings on February 8th.